And now, here's Lydia with Let's Talk About Love. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Love on the Run. I'm Lydia from letstalkaboutlove.ca and in addition to all the services I offer you there, I'm now also your host of these brand new mini relationship podcasts. I've been wanting to do this for a very long time, so I'm really happy to be here with you. Don't you just love this funky music? All right. Few more beats, and we'll get going. <laughs> okay, well, for those of you new to me, well, I'm in private practice. I've been working with couples and individuals for about 20 years now, and my background is in educational psychology and counseling, with a specialization in couple communication and connection. I guess what I'd like for you to know about me is that regardless of the various workshops or seminars and sessions that I currently offer, my goal is to always try to bring more clarity and compassion into your loving relationships. Well, now, well, what better way than in these information-packed broadcasts, right? And they're free! Wow! What's free nowadays, right? <laughs> I mean, think about it. Practical advice on love, relationships, marriage, sex, and probably more. Coming to you here about two times a month where you can most likely find some answers to your relationship needs and often just by listening, really listening. And um, whether you're on the go or just sitting back with a cup of joe, let's say, um, enjoying your coffee, well, these little MP3, or are they MP4s? I'm never quite certain. It doesn't matter. But anyways, they're here to help you. Yes, I will make these short and sweet to the point, but always chock full of information and insight for you. Okay, I promise even offering you tips and techniques so you can start making a difference today. And if you listened last time, well, you know that we're continuing with our theme of the F word in marriage. Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking, and yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> yes, I guess if there's anything I've noticed over the years about marriage, it's that the letter F seems to be the passing grade. You know, you take a look at friendship, you take a look at fondness, you take a look at familiarity, fun, faith, forgiveness, and yeah, that other F word too. Sorry, I can't mention it. Just in case there are children present, but you know what it means. Well, those F words are really, really critical when it comes to uh, developing and sustaining a happy relationship like in a marriage. So today we'll be piggybacking onto that first F, friendship and uh, seeing the relevance it has in happy couple relationships. Remember last time we looked at how good friendship is to a marriage because it actually buffers the blows during the not-so-good times, like when we argue and fight, for instance? Well, remember, it's our friendship with one another, which, which really means everything that we do while we build our relationship day in, day out, that's positive, you know? 
when we're not fighting. Like those times when we're nice to each other, take each other into consideration, or do nice things for one another. Or when we do stuff together because we're actually interested in doing things together. Yeah. That type of friendship helps us invest in our happy future together, really. Think of it like socking away money into a bank account. But what we're really doing is creating what uh, John Gottman calls positive sentiment override, which means um, these are all the, the great feelings we have for one another that are built up through the times that we nurture our friendship with one another. Well, the same rule applies to fondness. Without fondness for one another, you won't have friendship. So try to think of fondness here as the driving force behind friendship. Fondness is exactly that. It's like the, um, I gotta feel the good stuff with you, you know, in marriage, when <laughs> your relationship. You know, the times we feel appreciated or admired by one another, that feel-good feeling. Well, we feel special to one another when we feel that, right? Again, something that sounds so simple yet is often so taken for granted and overlooked. However, happy couples don't take this for granted and not only respect each other, but they also admire and have a general positive view of one another. And they also compliment one another, flirt with each other, romance one another too. <laughs> So think just how important this F word, fondness, is to the last F word we'll be covering in, in a later podcast, right? Yeah, that, that F word. <laughs> uh-huh, that's fondness. Now, remember Gottman, my uh, go-to guy kind of thing? Well, he also says that fondness and admiration are two of the most crucial elements in a rewarding and long-lasting romance. And again, even though happily married couples may feel driven to distraction at times by their partner's personality flaws or even get on each other's nerves, right? Normal. They still feel that the person they married is likable and worthy of honor and respect. This is really important. Gottman's research shows that when this sense is completely missing from a marriage, well, then the relationship cannot be revived. Why? Because an absence of fondness usually means there's way too much contempt in the relationship. Do you know what contempt is? Well, contempt is, let's just say, probably the most dangerous, the most damaging form of communication known to relationships. Um, think cynicism, sarcasm, belittlement, um, direct put-downs, and the ever-so-popular rolling the eyes to the back of your head as you're arguing together. Mm-hmm, sound familiar? <laughs> Well, that type of behavior, and always remember, body language communicates volumes, and usually that communicates like insults and that you're disgusted with one another. So uh, definitely contempt is like the corrosive acid in your relationship. It really destroys and kills it bit by bit, 
And couples sometimes don't even realize that. Actually, contempt is the result of too much negativity, or let's just call it negative sentiment override. I promise to cover this lethal weapon of communication in a future podcast. There's really uh, a lot to be said about it right now. Uh, probably don't have the time for it. But for now, I just want you to know that fondness and admiration is a natural antidote to contempt, okay? So keep up the fondness in your relationship and you'll always bypass this lethal weapon. I tell you, I tell you, I see this all the time in my work with couples. And not only that, you know what? When you've got the fondness happening in your life, it's going to also remind you of why you fell in love with each other. I'm serious. It's true. Actually, in many of uh, Gottman's studies, there are like many couples who rekindled their fondness and admiration for one another just by recalling happy events of their past. Yeah, that's how profound that was. Um, he uh, actually found that it was a high percentage, something in the like 90 percentage, 94 percent of couples who have positive memories of their history together we're likely to have happier, more positive futures together as well. So let me challenge you to think about some happy events in your own relationship right now. More specifically, I want you to think about a couple of your partner's positive characteristics, okay? But also try to remember when you first noticed these qualities, okay? Like when did it happen? In what situation? For instance, I've always admired my husband's um, sense of charity and community. I first noticed, I think, how generous and helpful he was with others when we first started dating, which is like, oh my God, so many moons ago. <laughs> um, but I still refer to him as the community man. You know, really, seriously, he is. He's always willing to give someone a hand with errands or or especially renovations. My goodness, and he's just so good at it too. But most importantly, everyone else sees that about him as well. Both his kindness and his talent. And it really makes me proud of him. Well, that's fondness, right? Seeing the good things in your relationship always adds to the fondness you feel for one another. I'm telling you, even when things feel pretty bleak between you. I see this in my work with unhappy couples all the time. Just when they think it's pretty well over, they manage to resurrect a few embers and fan the flames of fondness. Oh my goodness, I sound like a poet. Who knew? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's what they seem to do, you know? Seriously, just by having a troubled couple focus on the more positive traits of one another can often help the couple overcome hopelessness in their relationship. Hey, if research shows that positive thinking can be a powerful tool for overcoming depression, imagine what it can do for negative thinking about your your partner or or your marriage. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? Okay, so here are some ideas to help you revive and nurture your fondness and admiration for each other. Some homework. All right, 
I want you to kind of, when you have a chance, take a paper and pen and list each other's positive qualities, okay? List as many things as you can think of. For instance, is your partner intelligent, witty, organized, creative, attractive, patient, kind? Well, for each quality you list, think of a specific incident when your partner or spouse displayed that quality. Write it down. Share your lists with each other when you get a chance. Okay, maybe like over dinner or something. It'll be fun. Dinner for two and a discussion of us, the story of us. <laughs> or maybe even better, you know what? Send a text out of the blue telling your partner what you remember when you first noticed how attractive, you know, they were. Or um, how much, you know, they made you laugh or how caring they were towards others. Yeah, that would be really neat. Talk about putting a smile on your partner's face, huh? You'd surprise them for sure. Okay, so here's a simple test to see where you stand in the fondness and the admiration department of life together, okay? When you recall memories of your partner, for example, your wedding or your honeymoon, are the memories positive or negative? Do you recall them with great detail? Or is the memory a bit fuzzy? Well, couples who are happily married recall past happy memories as just that. They're usually clear and um, they remember them in detail actually. Even if the couple is having trouble currently in their relationship, well, they're still able to look back and see the happy memories as they were. But in contrast, couples who are not happily married usually have trouble recalling happy memories, period. Or remember the memories as being negative. Uh-huh. This occurs because there's too much disgust and disrespect that they feel for one another now. And unfortunately, that has destroyed the positive memories of their past, of their history. So, if you realize you can't think of one happy memory of your partner, I still want you to know that all hope is not lost, okay? You can start doing things to help you rekindle the fondness and the admiration for your partner, okay? But you really have to be proactive. Try to sit down somewhere, you know, somewhere quiet with yourself when you have a chance and try to come up with one positive trait of your partner. If you're currently really upset with your partner, Coming up with just one trait that you cherish in your partner can really turn things around for you. Try to come up with that trait though. Really think it through, okay? But once you have that trait, spend time thinking about it. Talk about it with your partner as well. Concentrate on it. Soak it in. Think about the happy events you have both shared. Think of the wedding, think of the honeymoon, think of the birth of your child or your children, your, your great fabulous vacations in the past, okay? Talking about such memories helps bring them to, 
to the forefront of your of your brain and and even makes way for more positive thoughts okay really start squeezing out the negative thoughts that you probably walk around with day to day okay we do have the power to retrain our brains um, from thinking about our spouses or our partners in in negative ways but we first need to focus on the positive ones okay that is fondness start thinking more fondly about one another and you'll start feeling the fondness and the appreciation in your relationship okay so i hope this uh, podcast served you and i'm hoping you're enjoying your day next time we'll be talking about the third f familiarity have a good one